0: good evening everybody and welcome back to another edition of to the point podcast it's tuesday night but as you all know last week we finished your honor and i wanted to give Seamus the extra week to figure out what we'd be covering next so tonight we're going to be talking about some hockey we're going to go through all the divisions me and shay had a, a east division preview before the season that was great so i thought let's go through all four uh tonight and we can go through the top teams the top players and different awards and some fun stuff along the way so uh shay uh Good to see you. Happy anniversary, and uh, obviously, thanks for joining me tonight on a special occasion for you. Thank
1: you. Yes, yeah, two uh, two years, and she hasn't left me yet, so that's, a, that's I'm doing something right, I guess. But no, it's uh, it's excited to be back. Uh, excited to talk a little bit of hockey still, and she gets she give me an hour just to get away and let me right. do my thing. No,
0: that's that's good. Nice of Kennedy. Tell her I said thank you, of course. We'll and do. Uh, we'll do. You know, I'm sure she's dying right now. If she doesn't know what to do without you, but. <laughs> She'll have to figure it out with the cats and whatnot, so she can she can fill that void that way, I guess. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, we're going to go through the divisions, and I thought we'd start with the farthest away. So, so we're going to start out west, and looking at the western division to start the year, I mean, the top three teams are, are really quite impressive, and all are Stanley Cup threats in my mind. In the Vegas Golden Knights, the Colorado Avalanche, and the St. Louis Blues, uh, for you, Shay, which team has been the best so far? Cause all three have, have played pretty well.
1: I, uh, I really like Colorado. I love, like their buildup. I think that they have the room to make another addition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just watching the two teams. I watched a little bit last night and I also watched, of course, the outdoor game before it got interrupted, um, between Vegas and Colorado. Cause to me, those are the two biggest threats probably, mm-hmm. uh, th- through these two. So I, I was just excited to watch that matchup and see who's going to bet there. Of course. Uh, Flurry, you know, shut the door on them last night. But I think overall, if I had to pick a winner out of the two, I definitely would say uh, Colorado. I just like their team build up and uh, just the additions they made, like picking up Devin Tays, Brandon Sad in the offseason. Mm-hmm. They all just seem to be paying off, and it looks, you know, looks great on Sakic right now. What about you?
0: Yeah. Right now, I would say Vegas by a hair. I think Colorado is a second line center away from uh, again uh, below Kadri, maybe a third line center, but a, an elite one into being, you know, a real big threat. Grubauer is really where I thought their team was going to struggle. I said if they can't address the goaltending yep. issue again, then you know Joe Sakik should be fired. Um, but the way Grubauer's played this year, I mean, the goaltending as a whole, and the NHL this year has been pretty God awful. Uh, it's, it's been a mess. He's been so consistent. I mean, I mean, they lose three, nothing last night, but he, he, I thought he played pretty well. The outdoor game he's played well. I mean, he's, he's beaten Vegas two out of the past three times. So I see your point there. I just see flurry has got three shutouts already this year. He's playing some great hockey. Yeah. They, they, they still, Mark Stone, I think, is playing the best hockey he's played. Pacioretty's found his game again. Uh, they got Theodore and Petrangelo on the back end. They're just, I think, they're the most well-built team in the NHL when it comes to top to bottom, just how they're built. I, I, I think it's so impressive what uh, Kelly McCrimmon has done in, in Las Vegas.
1: And we could continue with Vegas, but just to go back on something you said earlier, you, said, you talked about Colorado needing kind of a high-skilled middle six center do you have anyone in mind that you think, you know, plays on a team that is not, not doing, you know, they're obviously not going for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They just want to unload a guy just so they get something back for him.
0: Right. Um, he doesn't play center, but I think you could play the Taylor hall comes to mind for okay. me. Uh, yeah, that's I name. thought they'd sign him in the off season. Clearly they didn't want to pay the money. Uh, But we see what's going on in Buffalo. It's a mess right now. So that's Mm -hmm. something to keep your eye on. Maybe this is off the board. He's more of a veteran, but maybe like a Travis Zajac from New Jersey. Uh, He's got playoff experience. He went with them to the cup final in 2012. Um, So those are a couple guys. But yeah, you know, I think they're a great team. But to beat Vegas in a seven game series, you're going to have to be you're gonna have to have scoring from all, all over the ice because McKinnon, he's gonna do his thing, ranting, as we know. But you need to have that depth scoring because you know, Will Carriers of the World, the Nicola Waugh, who's really stepped in from the HL and has looked really good this year, they're gonna chip in for Vegas, and you gotta match that. You know, the Matt Nieto's, you know, again, I have least confidence, less confidence in them than I do uh, the Vegas fourth line, which is really quite potent.
1: Yeah, you look at Colorado's fourth line of Belmar, and Calvert, and mm-hmm. are they gritty and good? Maybe on the PK, yes. Are they going to be able to score consistently, especially in the playoffs? Probably not. Yeah. And I think I think you make an excellent point there. Adding a, like a couple more pieces of, for depth, I think, would definitely do them no harm. And especially where I'd say this this is the year to go for it if you're Colorado,
0: because Absolutely.
1: I mean, you got everyone in your prime. Um, you know, you're going to have McCarr and Bo and Byram who are still on their entry levels. And we all know if you want to win, you're going to have at least a couple of those young studs just on your, on, still on their ELCs. Um, and we'll probably get more to that later. I had a question teed up about another team, but for Vegas, yeah, you're right. And I think a guy that's made a, an immediate impact since coming over from last season's Chandler Stevenson. Mm-hmm. He's just been able to like maneuver in that, that middle six center slash left wing for, Uh, role for them and it's it's been impressive he's uh he's definitely took a step from uh, you know a a fourth liner to an impact player which is which is something that that makes them look like a great like a great move really
0: yeah no excellent point i mean he's playing with stone right now uh that speaks for itself they still have the carlson riley smith O line which i would never break up i love i love that line Mm. and you know, speaking to Colorado, you asked for a couple examples. Another one came to mind just off the top of my head. This guy hasn't been a great performer in the regular season, but I think he's he's made for the playoffs, and that would be Sam Bennett. Okay. Um he played that third line center role. He's gritty, he he's built for the playoffs. I mean, that's just the way he plays. It doesn't look like Calgary's gonna get there. Um, so
1: well it works out well because I think he wants to trade out, right? So right. if so, they could get something going, especially now before. You know, you get into the, the, the meat of things where you got to take two weeks or no, going into the states, I don't think you'd have to take no, two it's two weeks, 48 right? hours. Yeah, so there you go. That's it, it looked like a smart deal. I and mean, I think he'd fit right in there in that bottom six.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, like I say, playoff performer, he's got that experience, and I think he'd have a chip on his shoulder coming in and he'd want to produce, obviously, uh, for Colorado. Yep. But how about St. Louis for you? You, you said they're a little. Behind the, the other two, but they're they played some pretty good hockey this year. We've seen kind of a bounce back year from Bennington with no Jake Allen. Yep. But, uh, what, what do you make of St. Louis's prospects playoff wise?
1: Uh, I oh, I think they'll be in the playoffs, no problem. And the only reason I have them behind both of both of the teams that we mentioned previous is on, not honestly because I don't like them, it's just I like them the least out of those three teams. Mm-hmm. I still think they'll be fine, and I think they could even. Easily upset. Well, I wouldn't say easily, but I think they could upset Vegas or Colorado in a seven-game series. Um, they just have a lot of their team, a lot of the team from that original Cup-winning team from 2019. Um, there's not a whole lot different about them. and Maybe some of their other guys getting older. I would say like maybe Tyler Bozak. He seems to have taken that step back, but that makes sense where he's 35, 36. Um, but their D has really surprised me. I thought losing Petrangelo. I'm not a big Justin Falk guy. I re- I really. I just don't – I don't know. There's just something about his game and how much he got paid I didn't really like. But he – I think he's definitely had a a decent start to the year and kind of shut me up for sure, probably all of his other haters. Um, But, yeah, no, St. Louis and you go back to Bennington. Bennington's – you know, he's probably felt that pressure not having a solid backup anymore, and he's lived up to it entirely.
0: Yeah, no, I, I i'm with you on falk uh i'm not the biggest fan but i think he's had an excellent start to the year um i didn't love his game in carolina because he was kind of relied on to be number one and he was never the number one right but Pareco is the number one defenseman he's just he's a wolf in sheep's clothing because he just petrangelo was there he did a lot of great stuff that went unnoticed and that's the best kind of defenseman if you ask me Krug stepped in. Well, uh, Mike Hoffman's been a very good ad. Uh, he, he just scores goals and that's what he does. Um, they still got O'Reilly, like you said, getting Robert Thomas back healthy will will be important for them. He's, I think he's a player that has so much potential and I think he could emerge as a star in in the league, but yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. Say they're a little bit behind, but if they played Colorado in the playoffs, that would worry me a bit if I was Colorado because St. Louis just has that experience. They have that style of play where they're never going to give up, you know, that, and mm, yeah, I, I wouldn't want that. I, if I and was in the no, division, I'd want to finish first. Cause you know, you're not going to yeah. play St. Louis. And and there's no,
1: like you got no Tarasenko there either. Right. Mm. And I mean, there's going to be health issues, I think throughout the rest of his career, like we seen last year, but you get him in that top six. I mean, that's, that's an even deeper team where you have a much better scoring threat where, you know, Mm-hmm. Those those other guys, those other right wingers like Jordan Cairo, who we didn't even mention, he's gonna slide yeah. down and he's still gonna be able to produce. He's on another level right now. So yeah, I, I, it's it's exciting to think about, you know, this this is probably going to be the most entertainment playoff for the first round. I think you'd agree on that. Just 100%. where we're gonna see we're gonna see two of these teams battle it out and and, and hopefully a great matchup. But the rest yeah,
0: of- I mean St. Louis, Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas. I mean, that's I, I that would That's great hockey. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to miss, you're not going to fire miss it. in that, that matchup. I mean, that's great. Um, Right now in fourth, really one of the two surprise teams that I have on the board is the LA Kings. Uh, If anybody told me they thought LA was going to make the playoffs, even in this division, I'd say they're drunk. Uh, And I still don't think they will, but they're there right now. I mean, Dustin Brown's got 10 goals and he's almost at a point per game. Uh, This guy was, MIA the past three years. Uh, Drew Doughty has found his game again, playing a ton of minutes, playing well. Jonathan Quicks looked good. They got some young kids. I give LA a ton of credit for at least playing hard this this early into the season and making a season of it.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, I think, you know, they're probably just tired of people telling them they suck and tell them, you know, oh, every, you know, every beginning of the year, just, just looking at their, you know, looking at their roster and saying, okay, well, these guys aren't going to do anything. These guys are going to be a garbage feeder a draft, you know, a lottery team again. So I think that chips on their shoulders. And, you know, Kopitar is definitely in the prime of his career. And I think he's got like 20, 21 points in 17 games. He really, you know, he gives it his all every game, which I think is a very much appreciate, like appreciated as a fan. So I, I, I just, I don't know. I think they'll tail off here soon. Yeah. But uh, the, the, to see them kind of grind it out and get these wins, not to mention, like, they've, they've kind of split the goaltending, which I wanted to mention. What, what do you think about that? I mean, you've got Cal Peterson kind of coming in, playing really strong when he's there. Mm. But does that mean, you know, is that going to edge out Jonathan Quick? Is that going to make Jonathan Quick play better? What, do, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think they're doing that for a number of reasons. One, just to see what they have in Calvin Peterson. They want to see if he can be a goalie of the future or if they need to draft one. Um, And I think they want to move quick. Uh, Like I agree with you. I think they're going to tail off uh, sooner rather than later just because they don't have as much talent uh, as the other teams in this division. And quick is an enticing guy at the deadline, Uh, especially if LA can eat some of that salary. I think teams will call maybe even if he's a backup, I think, you know, a team that comes to mind is the Washington capitals. Uh, We haven't Mm -hmm. seen Samsonov play in seems like a year. Uh, so I have no confidence that he can play in the playoffs. Vanacek's been okay, but I wouldn't trust that. If Pittsburgh wants to make a splash, do they go and try to get Jonathan quick? Uh, right. So I think he's got a lot of different landing spots and they want to play him a little bit to show him, to you know showcase him a little bit, so to speak, and also have Cal Peterson there as the potential uh, future in that.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, good for LA. I mean, Gabe Velarde is playing some really good hockey. Mikey Anderson is the former captain of the U.S. uh, World Junior team. So, I like to see these young kids get an opportunity. Just below them, the Coyotes, um, you know, they're having a debacle right now with their ownership and what's happening. And it's a mess, as always, as it is in Arizona. But Clayton Keller has a. His game has taken a jump. Uh, I've, I've been watching their games when I do. I, I like how he plays. Connor Garland, the former Moncton Wildcat, you notice him every game. He's probably their most dangerous forward. Um, I had them making the playoffs before the year in that four hole. Um, where, where did you see them prior I to saw the start?
1: The, I saw the missing, to be honest. Uh, just wasn't wasn't a fan of just their lineup overall. I mean, Without Taylor Hall, I thought I thought they were weak. They've actually played, to, in my opinion, last year they played better without Taylor Hall than they did with with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I I think that's I, I mean the, that division's just so tight right now. And, and and eventually I think there will be a spread where you'll see the top teams really get, become more consistent yeah. and they start winning those 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 weaker games. Um, but yeah, I, I think Arizona still has a chance just the way they play. And one guy I noticed playing. Uh, last night was Connor Garland. Like you said, I don't remember him like this in Moncton, Chuggy. but he was like in corners. He was digging hard. He was grinding. Was he yeah. always that way or was, no. was is that, so it, he must have adjusted some point in his career
0: yeah. to make it here. And uh, you know, that's, that's impressive on, on its own front. Absolutely. And Moncton, he, he wouldn't touch a corner. He looked, if he saw the puck in the corner and it was on a power play, he'd let the puck clear. He was just, that was his game. You know, he got, he was, I mean, he had the most points, And for back-to-back years in the queue and he went in the fifth round, I mean, that doesn't happen often. So he, he had to go to the ECHL, then the AHL, then finally he, I think he got humbled a bit and he was healthy scratch down there. So he he had to take his lumps and now he's here, but I I agree with you. He's still a little guy, but he gets in those corners. He's going to battle and he's got, he's got that will that I think he didn't have He had all the skill in the world playing in the queue against guys Mm -hmm. that were never going to make the NHL. But to see a guy adapt his game, and I, I think a Nick Kiprios, when he says this, he says some guys come into the league, most of them do, as we know, Shay, they have all the skill in the world. They were the best player where they played prior, and that's in every sport. That could be basketball, what have you. Yeah. But eventually, you're going to run into players that are better than you, and you can say, okay, I'm not going to be the most skilled player here, but can I change my game? And maybe I could be a physical guy, or in the past, maybe I can fight. Me something to stay in the league to keep your job and I think Garland can keep the skill obviously they love that but he's got that dog in him now that he didn't have before that really makes him an intriguing player yeah
1: that's a great reference to Kiprio too um, and you're yeah you're right that's you just love to see it because I mean now he's a top six guy on that team he's a scorer but he's also a hustler like you see uh, you made a great play was it really the last night or the night before where he set up Derek Broussard in front of the net
0: yeah last I night. just thought
1: yeah yeah I, I just thought that was like yeah just a, a total 180 in his game and you got to appreciate it now still, still on this topic before we get off the Yotes do you think that if they start to trail off they'll maybe get rid of some of these older D-men that they have around you know the and the Golikowskis
0: yeah um Goligoski probably more than likely uh Yalmerson's got a full no trade um and so does Ekman Larson so uh Yalmerson had told him in the offseason I'm not going anywhere so um they could try but again he could veto anything so they're they're in such hell yeah (laughs) they're in such hell there because they yeah, yeah they got a lot of bad pieces. And then they got, again, con- I mean, Yawmerson's not a bad player, but again, it's a contract you'd like to move. And there'd be some interest for him for sure. Right. But some guys just like playing in the desert. I don't blame them. It's good weather year round and good you golf. Have, you so, just don't
1: have a first round pick, which is, I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks. John Chica. Uh, Um, Yeah. The other two teams, in the division, Anaheim, Minnesota, um, you think Minnesota better odds at making a push for the last playoff spot than Anaheim? Oh yeah, one one hundred percent.
1: I get. Uh, I like. How, I love how you just left the Sharks out there because they're so irrelevant that they're not. They're not worth, yeah, they're not worth no, bringing up.
0: No, no, <laughs> I know I'm you. Not touched, even gonna, I'm not even going to bring them up.
1: I know you touched on them in one of your one of your uh, podcasts previously. So no, right. but in Minnesota, of course, I, I take them over Anaheim. The trades they made in the offseason just don't work and that's the that's johansson Benino trades they're just not panning out um but kip herself looks good and i mean you've waited for your mini fan you've waited a long time for this guy to finally finally cross the pond um is he your is he your calder is he a calder winner or calder candidate Uh, for you
0: yeah Mm. (laughs) it's okay to say no just just gotta be honest right there but like He's right. He'd be right there. There's so, there's not many guys that are really overwhelming, you know? Um, yeah. Like I think if Anaheim is Zgross can come in and make an impact, I think you'd still win it. Yeah. You you even if he's missed, like he's, he's, he's fun. He's a cocky kid, but I, I like him. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's got that it factor about him, but yeah, I'd say probably capers by, by a leg. Uh, okay. Stutzla, he looks he'd be good. Right. He'd be right up there. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's impressed a lot of people. Yeah, but yeah, you mentioned the Sharks. Yeah, I'll just briefly. Uh, they, they, I feel bad for Logan Couture because he's still a really good player. Uh, Thomas Hurdle, another really good player, but they got Devin Dubnik and Martin Jones and Eric Carlson. I don't need really much. I don't need to say much more. Uh, they're a lot of despair in San Jose right now. poor, <laughs> yeah, poor San Jose. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were elite for a long time, but they couldn't get over that. Get over the hill, kind of like a uh, Nashville. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Nashville, let's pivot to the Central, and we can start. We can start at the bottom, and I'm going to start oh, at the bottom okay. of the division, and I'll mention Nashville because I think it's interesting. David Poyle last weekend came out and said everybody's on the market except Yosi Ellis, and you might have named one other player, but the, basically Yosi and Ellis, Ellen Pecorine, because they don't want to trade him because he's sentimental about retiring there whatever hoo. um but they got this mean, let's just face it they got a fucking mess in nashville because they got yeah. shane who hasn't worked out to yeah. be nice johansson which might was one of the worst trades in the past two decades in the league yeah and they got bad contracts they their team is can't score a goal and yeah, if you're Dan Boyle. What's your number one priority? If you could move anybody, somehow, who would it be? Oh God. Uh, you mentioned the two centermen, and I, I think one of those guys is definitely
1: on the list. Just, but I mean, as a team morale, I mean that that must be awful just to think about. You know, you look around, like anybody can go right now. Do you really mm-hmm. want to? You know, you really want to play your hardest for a team that you might not be there for very long. Sorry to pivot from your question. It's just, it just caught my, caught my mind when you said that.
0: Yeah, no, it's true, but it's probably just the reality right now. They, like we said, they had their window. They got to the final, lost to Pittsburgh, but you know, they got Renee, and the new, the, the new goaltender doesn't look like he's going to work. He's not a starting goaltender to me. Um mm-hmm. Ellis and I wouldn't trade Ellis and Yossi either. I think they're really good. Um, Eckholm has been rumored in a lot of trades, uh, including including your Leafs, which wouldn't be a bad ad. Uh, upgrade. Definitely on on Dawson, um, but yeah, uh, if you could possibly find a sucker of a team to take Johansson,
1: oh, I, I don't, don't care what happened. you got
0: for him because he is just such a non-factor. Every game I watch, I don't even notice some shit.
1: Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. If your last name's not Forsberg, you're literally not on the score sheet. it Feels like, which is mm-hmm. you know, pathetic in its own mind. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 a shithole for management, and I mean, but they've only dug themselves in this. The tourist contract, the Duchene contract, just feels like a one one of another. There's there's bad contracts scattered throughout this whole team. So, is a free it's a a full rebuild in the horizon for these guys or can they scalvage anything here?
0: I think it's pretty close to, I mean, they got a scar off who they drafted last year. Right. At uh, so least they have it. Yeah. But he's, you know, two, three years away. So yeah. it would be the ideal time to rebuild because you know, he's going to play in Russia. Who knows how long he's going to be over there. We've just seen Capra's off. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you rebuild Yossi. Is he going to want to sit through that? I don't know. Ellis. they're two really elite defensemen uh you could get a lot for them if you're going to commit to a full rebuild you got to consider moving both of them if you ask me because you can get a lot a lot for them
1: right no yeah i think i think that's i was i agree with you i think that's the direction of the team right now but uh, it's 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 interesting it's it's funny how they you know was it 2017 they go from a cup winning Mm -hmm. team and it's gone so quick it's gone down so quickly i mean it and that's for a lot of other teams as well if you look at pittsburgh but yeah it's just it's just interesting that they found themselves in this position when you know oh even even i would say la- not maybe not
0: last year the year before they looked half decent and now they're right just awful no it, it's you know the fact that detroit's breathing down their ass i mean that tells you everything you need to know uh that Speaking of that, that's that's a game tonight. Predators Red Wings eight thirty. one you'll be in. tuning? You'll be tuning into that one, won't you? <laughs> it's not number one on the docket, but it's no other games during the intermissions. Maybe I'll tune in for a minute. Okay. Yeah,
1: I'd rather stare. At, I'd, I think I'd rather stare at the wall. But I mean, yeah, whatever. yeah, I don't blame you. Um, what what about the stars? They're they're kind of in a oh, predicament. I mean, pray, obviously prayers for Texas. I mean that doesn't mean jack shit coming for me, but. I mean, obviously it's affected them and it's going to affect uh, their schedule moving forward. They're going to have a tight one, right?
0: Yeah, they've only played 14 games. They've lost six in a row. Uh, they, they're they going to have to play every other day for the rest of the year, which is going to be incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they started off great. I mean, they start with COVID and all that and then they get a storm, more COVID shit with teams around them having to pause games. I just think it's, Lack of practices, lack of even games. I mean, they're only playing games at like four or five days later, right? So you're mm-hmm. not in you're not in a groove. Uh Hudobin got hurt for a period of time. They're still missing Sagan. They're missing guys from last year's Stanley Cup playoff, uh, Stanley Cup final run because the, the offseason was so short. So it's it's gonna be tough for Dallas because this division has gotten tough really quickly uh yeah, i agree i think it's i think it's jumped to the second toughest division to make the playoffs just because i think there's there's some teams that are, that are not going to be easy outs and uh for 14 games in they still got games in hand but you got to win them and it's not they're not easy wins when you're gonna play tampa and florida right now we're playing some great hockey mm. Uh, and you probably know this is
1: is bishop still on the sidelines or is he yeah so they they really don't have a goaltender
0: right now no they got hudobin who's playing again now i mean okay stopped 50 50 of 52 last night against florida but they still lost the game uh but yeah bishops bishops always hurt he's always got something wrong with him i don't i don't buy half his injuries though like he's band-aid of band-aids but yeah, um Radulov. They still got some of the key pieces, Jamie Ben. But it's gonna be tough for them to make another run. I can still, I can see them making the playoffs, but they're gonna need a lot of help to do it.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't, I don't see them even getting out of the first round if they do make it there. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I just think it's been a struggle for them. Um Like, I love some of the pieces on that team, but it's just, it's maybe just not their year. And I think for them. Maybe you, I don't. You can't rest, guys. Obviously, this isn't the NBA, but you maybe you think about hey, take your take your time, get better, and we'll we'll try again next year. We still have Fivelsky for another year, yeah. Um, but Jamie Benn will still be signed. Sega's still on contract, so I think they just gotta maybe call it a year, which is which sounds completely stupid. I actually know that I just said it out loud, but I think I think they, <laughs> I think they, uh, I think they have to have, be reasonable and know that they can't just do what they did last year and just go on another run
0: right no they'll get to a certain point if they keep losing where they're gonna be like well, okay this is happening anyway so say again you're not coming <laughs> back this year like just be yeah. ready for training camp next year we'll we'll get it going um ahead of them Columbus uh, they obviously acquired Patrick line and Jack Rossovic. Line went through his benching uh, Rossovic played pretty well then he's kind of slowing down again uh, they've had goaltending issues all year with lack of performance and then injuries. Um, But you look at, you look at them in Chicago, Chicago's playing better than Columbus right now, quite frankly. And they shouldn't because they got Patrick Kane, a bunch of rookies, but kudos to Chicago for surpassing Columbus in the last week or so.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Columbus, um, no stars on there. Like, I mean, they lost Dubois. Obviously, they picked up Lane, who's who's been okay statistically. I guess he's put you know pucks in the back of the net. He's been able to make plays. But yeah, I mean, Chicago. We, I think if you would have asked anyone, Chicago would have been last, if not second last, in this division behind Detroit. Mm-hmm. And here they are, just you know, grinding it through, getting wins. They've got rookie goaltending. Uh, Kevin Kevin and Kevin and Langknan, he's coming in. He's he's playing pretty decent. He, you know, kind of, you know, maybe he's going to be the future between ma- between the, the poles for these guys. Mm-hmm. So that's it's interesting. They got uh, that Suter guy who's been playing really well. And Ker- I'm I'm going to butcher this name. K- Kuashraf.
0: Kush- oh, Kurov.
1: Kurov. Kurov. My bad. Phil Kurov. Yes. And you know, both those guys have been stepping in. See, this it gives them opportunities though, right, Chuggy? Because no doc, no Taves down the middle. Somebody's going to have to step in for center, even if they're a winger or, you know, yeah. whatnot, they, there's going to be opportunities come right down that line. So I think it's where these guys have really stepped up and impressed.
0: Yeah, no, agreed. And yeah, I look at, I look at Suter, who's played really, like you said, Khrushchev scoring highlight real goals. I mean, this kid's got a ton of, ton of potential. Boquist on the back end. They got Mitchell on the back. I mean, they got a bunch of guys that you'd, I didn't know before the year some of them and they're playing well. Keith has been really stable. Uh you mm-hmm. mentioned Lankin and Patrick Kane. If he can lead this team to the playoffs, you have Hart. to consider. I think he should win it. He's and I don't care there. how many points McDavid Matthews have, because you can't tell me that McDavid Matthews are more valuable to their team if he can get this group of characters to the playoffs. No Seabrook, no Taves, no you know Sharp, all these guys, Doc, Alex, Nylander, he drags this ragtag bunch of you know what's the playoffs. I mean that's that's an impressive feat if he can do it. Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: No, it's 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 something to see, and he's just been you know he's in my mind he's the greatest American player to ever lace them up, and you know he's just proving that night in night out. And you know he's just doing that again this season by carrying a team that's not that good, but still playing his best every night and helping out to brinket it. Who I thought had a really tough, tough year last year. Yeah. But now he's back, bouncing back. I don't. And he's going to catch a lot of heat from his haters saying, "Oh, well, you play with Kane. You know, you're going to get those points." Well, to bring it brings in brings a, an offensive aspect to his own game, and I think that's. And I think he's done a great job of you know getting his team. To that fourth spot which they're in right now
0: yeah no to bring he, he can score goals uh whether he's playing with Kane or Knight he, he had a tough sophomore slump but that happens to a lot of guys so to mm. out will be fine um moving on to the, the top three I mean these these top three right now are playing some of the best hockey in the whole NHL in the past couple weeks you got Tampa Bay who's in third the defending Stanley Cup champions which is just absurd Carolina which might be the biggest surprise again you got Florida there too but which of the three has, has been the most impressive to you to start the year oh
1: Florida without a doubt mm. yeah and I think it's just because it's unexpected you know they're you I I looked at them and I wouldn't have had them scratched in as one of the four playoffs team by far um just the way Pabrowski played last year uh, I thought you know a lot of their they've got some older d at the back Stroman uh, they picked up Gudas, of course, Keith Yandel, who mm-hmm. you know was going to break his Ironman streak, but yeah, I, th- I think I think them, and it's solely because Huberto is you know their star. He is their he's their lightning bolt. He's their Patrick Kane, which we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. He's helping them get there, and of course, he's not the only one. They've got Barkov, they've got Hornquist, who's been playing really well. That's looked like a great trade. I know you've mentioned that before, but yeah, no, it's it, it's been all Huberto, and it's the Huberto show in Florida right now.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree slightly over Carolina. Bobrovsky um, you know, has hardly played this year, I and mean, when he has, he hasn't played that well. They got Chris Drieger, who's emerged as their number one goalie, and for me, he's he's the starter until he's you know starts to stink up the joint or Bobrovsky can really establish himself. Because since Bobrovsky's gotten to Florida, he's been a, a flat out disaster. I mean, that's I mean, he had an under 900 save percentage last year in the bubble. He couldn't stop a beach ball. Um, if I look at like Carter Verhage, you mentioned Hornquist. They just have guys that chip in. They got Duclair, Wenberg who couldn't score in Columbus. Now he's all of a sudden he's fine in the back of the net. Um, they, they just find ways to win. Aaron Eckblad's actually played r- good hockey this year. I've, I've been impressed with him. He looks more confident on the ice. He doesn't look as, as scared and as, as tepid. Um, so, I, I like Florida and Carolina for the same reason. Some of these guys that they're taking a chance on are starting to produce. Nino Niederreiter's got nine goals. Vincent Trocek has eight goals. They still got Jacob Slavin, my guy, who's maybe Olympic right. bound. Um <laughs> They got, you know, Jordan Stahl who's scoring goals now. I didn't know he could anymore, but he is. Uh, so two teams that you don't hear a lot about in the media that are really you know jumping up and making a, a name for themselves no exactly yeah in carolina
1: i got this teed up i mean as well as they're playing right now and you know for me is it there is it their window to win and if it's is their window can they do it what what are your answers to those questions to those two questions
0: um My answer is why not? Um, You got Tampa Bay in your divisions. That's obviously a scary thought. You're going to have to beat them before the conference final. But that's kind of like Boston-Tampa Bay matchup, right? Like Tampa Bay beat Boston last year, so they got over that hump. And you could say that was their toughest series. Uh, Again, it only went five, but there were some overtime games. It it was close. So I say yes, and my answer to what you do about it is – Again, you kind of look around uh, at teams that are maybe struggling a bit, right, and see how you can add to your team. So, thinking thinking out loud here, if Dallas misses, what's Rajulov status? Right. He would he be available? Uh, that's you know, would he be somebody they want um, in the East? Say the the Islanders miss um, is Anders Lee's probably not available. It's Brock Nelson available. Uh, you know, good these other players that you look around organizations that aren't going to make the playoffs and you say, how, how can we improve our team and Carolina, I don't think is ever going to be featured with stars, but they they can have enough good players to, to make, make a run at it for sure.
1: Right. And the reason I asked that is because um, you've got Sheshnikov who's you know he's looking to get paid next year if he does even if he does take the, the the so-called bridge deal where he signs for you know six and a half seven million yeah well that's still that's still six seven million that you are not going to be able to use on other guys that's why I asked that question because I think right now they're into that they're in that awkward position where it's time to go for it because there might not be an opportunity tomorrow to do so right stay with Dougie Hamilton and he's a UFA next year well guess what he's going to want he's going to want seven maybe eight million depending mm-hmm. on you know who's willing to give him that so it's it's just tough I think that this is the year to go for and I'm glad that they're playing well because um they certainly deserve a spot they were they were a playoff team for me written down at the beginning of the year but we'll see we'll see what happens they get to the playoffs and anything can happen
0: yeah Yeah, Tampa Bay's in third, but I'm sure we both don't have much fears about Tampa Bay. They'll be fine. They beat beat Carolina last night in in a good game, and they they play again tomorrow. Uh, Pivoting to the east, um, toughest division coming into the season on paper for me, and I don't think it's disappointed. Uh, If you look at the standings and how tight everything is, it speaks for itself. You have Boston on top right now, followed by Washington. Then Islanders, Philly, Pittsburgh are all – Tied in points. Um, which, other than Boston, which team has been the best for you of the four—Washington, the New York Islanders, Philly, Pittsburgh—this year? Which team has been the best for you?
1: I would say Washington. I I'd give it to him. I didn't have much faith. I, I hadn't scheduled in the playoffs when we did our last mm-hmm. uh, when we did our East preview, but. I, I just had a lot of doubt with the goaltending. I thought Samsonov wasn't it for me, just where he lack of experience, and what I always mess up. This guy's name Fet. Vanacek. Vanacek. So he's kind of stepped in and been that guy. They've definitely not looked great lately. I would say. Yeah. And I I'd say goaltending's a, a strong point for that, but yeah, I think I think other than that, they got off to a, a wicked hot start, and they're kind of riding that ever since. And I I think that that'll end soon and i think they're going to get collapsed by either islanders or philly because i i can't see them holding that second spot forever um but their moves look good i, I know you've mentioned justin Schultz; he's he's been impressive mm-hmm. the char additions look really good he's be able to play, gr- play gritty but also put a couple of pucks in the back of the net so yeah i think it's a, i think it's a combination of things for washington but uh, they, they've definitely been my uh most impressive behind boston i guess
0: yeah it's so tough because all these teams have been okay, but so inconsistent. And that's been Washington. Yeah. Uh, they've played some really bad hockey lately. Like you said, they just eat go to win over against New Jersey over the weekend. They lost to the Rangers. The Islanders have been up and down. Uh, they've gotten some wins, but they, I mean they beat Buffalo last night. Everybody was beating Buffalo. Uh, yeah, they've lost to Pittsburgh twice in the last two weeks. Uh, Philly has their problems with goaltending. Carter Hart. Is seeing double and he can't stop either right now. What's oh, up um, we'll with him? Yeah, and they can't. I mean, they, they're having trouble scoring goals too, which was a common theme last year. Yeah. And then Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh probably in the last two three weeks has played the best out of these teams. I, I've I've seen them turn a corner. Um, and they play Washington tonight, and that's the game I'll be pretty focused on. Um, just to see, obviously Crosby Ovechkin's always fun, and that mm-hmm. that rivalry is is one of the best in hockey. But just to see how they come out and how they play, they still, again, all these teams in the division have a big something wrong with them. You could say Philly's decor since they lost Niskanen. That's a big hole. Uh, Washington and, and um, Pittsburgh and net, they don't have a number one goalie. Yep. The Islanders scoring depth and, you know, just guys that can put the puck in the back of the net. So they're all flawed, but they, they're all very good teams at the same time.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why you see that this division is so tight. Um, other, you know, you cut cut off the Rangers in that aspect. It's six points between, you know, the fifth place team and first place team. Yeah, and that's that's tight. And you know, Boston's had, you know, they, Boston hasn't played all their games, but they're certainly they're certainly been impressive. And I I figure we'll finish the East with Boston. So, what team are you thinking about next?
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, of, uh, of these four? Yeah. Yeah. I I liked Washington the most for the year, so I'm going to stick with that opinion. Um, okay. I, yeah, actually, I, I see them. I think they'll find their game because they have so much experience in the, in the regular season to, to start winning and playing consistently. Sam Sonoff, I think, may start tonight. That's not uh, 100% um so we'll see what happens I mean he's been gone for a long long time I don't know if he struggled with COVID or what happened with him but it's really been an unreported story because Vanacek had started like 12 straight and then Craig Anderson started on Sunday so that's can't let that happen again (laughs) um ever uh but yeah Philly Carter Hart I trust he'll find his game but again it's, you got to stop some pucks here i mean it's it's that outdoor game was a flat-out disaster that end of that yeah, second period, it was that was so hard to watch for the kid
1: yeah it was it's tough and yeah it's your, to your point philly's not been able to score i mean you know you're looking for you're looking for drew to start putting them in the back of the net and yeah. I, I don't think it's ever going to happen people are still waiting from the playoff from from last year to to see if he's ever going to be able to get it together and maybe he doesn't maybe like this this is a the thing they could get their mid thirties, and it's it's just not there for them. And I, I don't think uh, I don't think it's the the end of Drew, but I think that he definitely needs to pull it together if his team wants to be a factor. You got JVR there leading leading the way in points, and I mean that that pretty much says it all.
0: Yeah, Philly, I look similar to Drew and Vorchek as I do Monahan and Gaudreau. Um, they're both very good, very good players but they haven't been able to get over that hump. You know, they've been great regular season players. They've gotten close to winning awards. You know, they've been consistently good teams, but they can't win that big game or they can't score the big goal. And you see drew last year, drew and Vorchuk. They could not score against the Islanders. They were erased against Montreal. They were really ineffective. Right. Um, And to start the year it's continued. So I don't know if Drew's just having a lack of confidence issue, but maybe he just needs to come out and play with a little bit more bite. Play, come play a game where you're just a little bit of reckless abandon. Because he has that. We see him play against Crosby oh, yeah. in that playoff series. He laid him out and he let him know about it. Yeah, he but maybe he needs to myself. incorporate a little bit of that. But I think this is going to be fascinating division down the stretch because I don't see the Rangers entering it again, especially Panarin being out for who knows how long. Truba's on IR. What do you think about that? Just that whole skid, that whole scandal, really. Yeah, I don't know if you already touched on it. No, I didn't, because it came out yesterday after the pod, and um, hopefully it's not. I mean, obviously we hope it's not true. I mean, if he if it is true, that needs to be a legal issue. I mean, that's that can't happen, and that needs to be dealt with accordingly. Uh, And obviously, the rumor, if anybody doesn't know, is that it's alleged that he beat up an eighteen-year-old girl uh, in Russia. But he's saying it's a slam piece because he's against basically Putin's government, uh, and he's been open and honest about that. And you know they're saying this to get back at him, and he's worried because he's got family in Russia that he's worried about their safety and their well-being. And so is that why is that why he went back, you? or is that why he's, he's taking, taking a absence? leave of absence? Uh, he's staying in North America, but he's worried, obviously worried about his family. I think he would kind of want to, wants to get them into know protective custody so to speak right. uh it's that big of a mess it, it can be in russia um, right because the first thing i
1: thought of when i when i heard about this was it kind of looks bad that he's taking a leave like he may be preparing right. for something um, Right. but if he does if that's if that's the main cause of his absence is to you know maybe get his affairs in order so that mm. he can get his family over here that's a totally understandable thing for sure right and and i mean it's there's just so many of these through throughout you know throughout sports of these issues being brought up, and of course they got brought up years afterwards. So I mean, it, it it's it's kind of looks flocky to begin with, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I, I don't think it's true, but yeah, obviously it's proven proven or uh, innocent or proven guilty.
0: Yeah, ho- hopefully that can resort, but again, New York. I'm surprised so I can't score. Uh, Lafreniere's been underwhelming. Uh, you know, Strom hasn't looked like the same player, especially when Panarin's not playing their goaltending hasn't been great. Yeah. They got a call. It. New Jersey. Uh, no, not happening. <laughs> uh, Buffalo. I mean, they, Jeff Skinner was a healthy scratch last night. He's making $9 million. Uh, that's tough pill to swallow there for Terry Pagula and the ownership group, but, uh, that's your mistake. Uh, yeah. but yeah, these, these four, uh, and Boston may come back down with them because, you know, they're above them right now, but not by much. So it, it, I think it'll be a five-team race the whole year.
1: Yeah, I, I firmly believe so, too. What's crazy about Boston is, um, you know, I think they were just kind of playing afloat until Pasternak got there. Now that he's got there, he's kind of – the floodgates are open. They're they're playing on full cylinders. And, uh, you know, when I say they're playing on full cylinders, they're not even playing on full cylinders because you got guys like Jake DeBrusque yeah, Charlie Coyle put one in the back of the net in the in the in that outdoor game, but he's been kind of calm throughout the year. So you get some of these guys going. I mean, this Boston team's gonna look really good, um, and especially where you're looking at a poor New York, Buffalo, and New Jersey. You, you, I mean, you're laughing when you see those teams on the on the schedule.
0: Yeah, in this division, you gotta win those games. You gotta beat those teams. And oh, sure. uh, but yeah, I mean, Pasternak. What a game! The outdoor game. I mean, this guy's so fucking good. But uh, in his personality too, he's great for the league. You know, when he comes out with the shades on and he's that's you need more characters like that. The NHL is so, for lack of a better term, white when it comes to just having a guy with personality, not being vanilla. And I blame that a lot on Sidney Crosby for leading with that example, but he. I like seeing Pastor and I have a little bit of personality and, and, you know, spark it up a little bit with, with the media and just with the fans at large. Yeah.
1: What did he say? He's like, he came out he's like, yeah. what? Like, why are you wearing the shades right now? And he's like, he's just, he just said like, Oh, I'm, like I was in there listening to uh, Barbie girl. This, yeah. Barbie girl with the, with the boys. And you know, yeah. I'm pissed you guys called me out here. Yeah. Now I missed the rest of the song. <laughs> it's funny. You're right though. It, the league needs more of that. That's why everyone was so against ovechkin you know here's a different guy he brings a different aspect to the league You know away from the ice and you know we don't like it because you know he's not he's not a good boy like you know what i mean so I, i i agree with you and that's exactly what passionate brings i love that energy
0: yeah it's like people like were saying tom brady was bad for getting drunk on on his parade like Get off your high horse. Like you were probably getting Poor drunk you. in your garage last Friday, Rick. Like, come on. Like, let let Tommy let Passionac have some personality. It's refreshing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You uh you you can tell Tom Brady to to stop drinking as soon as he stops winning Super Bowls, which yeah, you know, which may not be ever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whenever he decides to either die or stop playing football, that's when yeah, he can stop partying for me. But yeah, you know, good, good on him. Uh so that brings us to our last division, the Canadian division. Obviously the the toughest division in hockey. Not really. Um, but you know, to start the year for you, you're a Leafs fan. You you there's top of the division, six point buffer right now with Edmonton. You gotta be stoked with the way uh, the way they're playing.
1: I am, and you know, they they took uh, they took their lickings last night. You know, they they took a shout out loss to Calgary, if anyone didn't know that. And I think what they learned from the the uh, the Ottawa debacle about them choking and, you know, giving up that four uh, four goal lead. Don't panic. There's no need to panic and there's no need to get worked up over about losses because you are going to lose throughout the year. Um, of course, you'd like to change some of those weaker team losses into better team losses like mm-hmm. losses against Edmonton and Winnipeg. But obviously those, those don't always happen that way. And, I mean, I think Calgary was just due for one, to be honest. I, yeah. I feel like looking at the schedule, they're just due to get a win. And, you know, they played – David, I think it was
0: – was it Riddick? Yeah, in net? yeah Markstrom and and, and uh, Freddie were both hurt last night.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, Riddick and Hutchinson's no – you know, he's, a, he's an AHL goalie at best, but he's, that's that's what you got right now, so you're going to work with it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so they lose last night, but, honestly, they're playing unbelievable. It's – it's such a treat to watch Matthews and Marders play. They're just, oh, they're dynamite. It's it's the best duo. I heard someone the other day say it's the best duo since Clark and Gilmore. Obviously, I never watched Clark and Gilmore, but this nostalgia thinking, thinking of that comparison gets me going.
0: Yeah, it's hard to argue. Um, hard to argue that Matthews is probably not already the best goal scorer in the history of the franchise. Um, yeah just his ability to score. He's a better, he's a more natural goal scorer than anybody they've ever had. Uh, and you can go through, I'm sure the least fans, I think you'll agree with that, but just go through the list. I mean, he, he scores goals quicker than anybody. His shot is better. Just the way yeah. he creates space. He's playing fantastic. Um, yeah. I, obviously they're the class of the division and this Canadian division is should, it's a no defense division. Uh, yeah. It's, I don't know if I've seen such pathetic defensive play. I mean, this, this 20 games into a season and systems breakdowns, just, I, I don't get the coaching on every team. It's bad. And I'm just like, how do you not make adjustments on the fly here? But kudos to Toronto. They've done it better on capitalizing it against uh, teams than any other team has. And and they've, they've earned that six point buffer and, you know, they have that right now.
1: Yeah, no, I, and, what's scary to think like you, this, you wouldn't hear me saying this uh, last year, the year before, but their PK has been stronger than the mm-hmm. teams they've been playing against. So they've yeah. been clearly been able to win games that way, tighter games as well. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just, it's just refreshing to think that they're, they're going to be, they're going to do well. I know you're an avid, uh, avid, I would say not ripper up the Leafs, but just putting your honest two cents out there and letting, letting that fly. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, I, I often, and I, it's like I told you, if I, if the Leafs win, I'm on here listening to you because I know you're going to humble me right back to earth. But if they lose, and if they lose a four, you know, five-four OT loss to, uh, to Ottawa, then I'm probably going to go listen to one of the Tor- <laughs> Toronto markets because that just picks me back right back up. So right. no, but I, I, it is good. And like, it's hard to think that if they get Tavares and wheel them Nylander back on track, like
0: like how how good can they really be? Yeah I think they can sh- win the division for sure uh and I mean the playoffs like win the division and make it to the conference final um this is their best chance they're ever gonna have to do it because you don't gotta yeah, play you know the Bostons the uh, the Tampa Bays who you got, even the Florida this year I mean Florida we can Florida's no that. easy out so yeah, again so playing you know right now it would be Montreal in the first round. That again, I don't think that'd be an easy series. I don't think that's a sweep. I think some Leafs fans probably think that's a sweep. That's no sweep, but I, they should win it. You know, on paper, they, they, they're a better team. They've beaten them three out of the four. Um, I moving down from them. Edmonton's now second. Uh I don't think Edmonton's the second best team in the division, but what do you, McDavid, dry i mean they're still playing great but they are getting contributions from you know their depth forwards as well
1: yeah um they and it's those are another two dynamic two and i think personally i just think that they're they just don't have the same overall team the leafs do mm-hmm. but they still have those two you know those two titans and that's that's dry sidle and mcdavid and they've played so well together and they know each other so well in the power play. Now it's just kind of like clockwork for them almost finding each other, uh, you know, swooping around the net, getting great shots off. Dresden was an unbelievable shot from that. Um, those hash marks on the right side, but yeah, I know it's, it's, it's good. And you're right that you have starting to get a little bit of uh, depth scoring. I know you mentioned you really like Ajuja Kara and what mm-hmm. he brings to the game because, you know, he's, he's a fourth liner, but he's just really gritty. He's, he's just going to be able to grit, uh, the corners for us and, and, uh, kill penalties. But a guy I look like is, uh, Cassian. He's kind of been not there this year. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's a guy they probably rely on to score 10, 15 goals. And that doesn't sound like much, but for a team that, you know, revolves around their two big boys doing all the work. That's, you know, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. So where, where do you think The what do you think they do with him? Do you think his game comes back or?
0: Yeah. He... He's been kind of banged up. So I assume they'll give him a chance when he gets back to get back into the lineup. But Mm -hmm. I I like the fact that he, he gets to play with McDavid, like that's who they got on their roster that they put, no, no offense against Cassian. He's a good player and I like him, but he shouldn't be playing with McDavid. Right. Pat Maroon shouldn't have been playing with McDavid, but, but they did because they had that week of a roster, but Edmonton's going to be tough to add because their cap situation's hell. Uh, they still got James Neal under contract. They tried to wave. Yeah. Yeah. You got to try to get rid of him. What you're not going to do. Um, but. Their saving grace could be goaltending, which I have no faith in. Um, but uh, Barry's look good. Uh, Nurse is a guy I've liked for a long time. Yeah, but he's having, a, he's having a hell of a year. Uh, he's. He's. He, he's he could player.
1: emerge. He could emerge as their number one D man. And if he's if he hasn't already through the through last year and you know, this 20 game skit through this year, he could be really good. And he's not someone I had penciled in throughout his career as being that guy. I thought more of him as a two, three, Mm -hmm. but just the way he's played and how he's been able to produce offensively, it's It's been impressive. He's, he's a good player.
0: Yeah. Very good player. Um, Below them Winnipeg only by a point. And I I see Winnipeg as a more complete team than Edmonton, especially with the addition of Dubois Um, when he gets his game going he played with Shifley and Wheeler the other night, and it was magic. Um, yeah, they got Pionk on the back end, who's re- he's a really good defenseman. He's another guy that doesn't get talked about a lot. That well, if you watch a Jets game, watch for Neil Pionk, number four. He can play. Um, Hella bucks. we find that Vesna form. Winnipeg, I think, could be Toronto's biggest roadblock. I think they're the next best team to me, anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I firmly believe so too. They they don't have a great decor. Uh, you mentioned Neil Poinck, You got Josh Morrissey, um, but other than that, no, no one that maybe that scares scares you. But no. if Elba can play like he did last year, I mean, you just gotta think like he'd be able to shut a lot of these easy goals that you know maybe Matthews and Marner set up for themselves. Maybe he'd be able to shut those out, and maybe you know Winnipeg's offense is is nothing to take lightly. They've got a lot of good character guys. Even Matthew Perot you know, he's he's a, he's a depth guy, obviously, but he's he's having a much better year than he has previous. So it's it's interesting to see. But I I uh, I think Winnipeg will be right up there. I'm almost certain that Winnipeg's gonna topple over Edmonton and probably take that second spot. So if you're Toronto, you're looking for them in the second round, which is which is, you know, a good matchup, but it'll be a real test for them because I think that Winnipeg overall just plays more physical. Um, you know, you got Shifley, who's, who's a great two-way center. ball plays physical. Even Blake Wheeler, that six-five buddy, he's out there. He's got a great frame. He's, he's moving pucks at the same time he's getting into the board. So uh, I like their team, but yeah, we'll see. I think Toronto can handle them.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be a close series uh, for sure. I think Toronto if you're going to play a team like Winnipeg, they need to uh, add some players. Uh, Alex Kerfoot cannot be playing meaningful minutes. Um, No offense, Alex Kerfoot, but I'm I'm not really that upset. No, I'm I'm not that sad. I'm not that sorry. I mean, it's just a fact. Um, Montreal look great out of the gates. They've kind of hit the ditch here a little bit. Suzuki's kind of dried up his offense. I think, you know, Josh Anderson's still been one of the more consistent forwards. Tatar's in the doghouse with Claude Julien. Um, you know, Corey Perry is actually still producing, which good for him. But that's not what you want to see if you're the brass that Corey Perry's putting goals in the back of the net. But uh Montreal can they, can they find their game? They're still a playoff team in this in this division. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, they're no doubt just with their depth, they they can be a playoff team. Um, and this this was to me, I could have called this the minute the first ten games came out there's no way Montreal was going to keep that hot of a start for, for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are they a good team? They're a, they're a, You know, they've got a lot of depth, but at the same time that, that, that was just going to wear it out. If you don't have those star players, you don't have the, the Edmonton Toronto star players, eventually those, those games, those tight games, they will dry up on you. Um, but the main thing for them, it's been goaltending and Carey Price is, I know you've mentioned it. He's looked pretty guard on awful, to be honest. Under 900, which is, you know, never what you want to hear next to Price's name. Jake Allen's actually played. Played better. He, he's played meaningful games and he's been, he's been pretty good. Um, they often, you know, I think, I think they're going to throw Carey Price to bigger games because he is, you know, he's the $10 million man. So he's, he should be, he should be winning those, but right now he's not. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that for, for Montreal to get back on their game, they got to see two guys start scoring goals and that's true and Dino. they just, yeah. One goal between them at this point in the year is just not good for two top six guys. They've got to um, be better.
0: I mean, Dino. it's reported, he turned down a five and a half million dollar extension. I mean that he'll never Idiot. get any back. Uh, yeah, that's, at this point he still does. He does a lot of good things, but you gotta, you gotta score sometime. And yeah, I agree with you. He's got to find the back of the net, I still really like their team. Uh, I would put Kulak back in the lineup instead of Mete. I don't know why they keep putting him back in there. I think Romanos really been fantastic, but a big thing for them is just carry carry price, you know, finding his game. Cause they're, they're good defensively. I mean, Saturday night, that Matthews second goal, I can't go in. Yeah, I don't same. care how good a shot is. that can't, there's no screen. That can't go in the net. Um, so they play Ottawa tonight. So that's a good team to rebound against, but We'll see what happens with Montreal. Finish it finishes with Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa. Uh, obviously, Ottawa's likely the worst team. I mean, if some team drops below Ottawa, that that's a that's a problem. Yeah. But Vancouver, <laughs> Calgary, which team's better? I mean, they're both been pretty pretty putrid so far this year. Uh, God, I, for me, I'd
1: have to say I'd have to say Calgary. And that's with a, that's with a great assault just because I think I had higher expectations for Vancouver mm-hmm. uh, and I obviously was just let down, but no Calgary, their big boys are doing it all. You see that, you know, you got, you know, uh, Lynn Holm, uh, Goudreau, Monaghan, like we mentioned before, they're kind of carrying the team. Kachok obviously with two points last night against us, they're playing well, but the rest of the team, it just, it's just, just not there. And, Markstrom I don't know it's I don't know whether it's the new team new dynamic it's in his head it's just he's not playing super super well he's not playing as well as probably people thought he was going to coming off uh, last year but yeah I I know you mentioned this and I want to bring it up Rasmus Anderson, I really like him as a player Mm -hmm. Um, and after listening to your pod last night I or yesterday sorry I kind of thought about it as I'm watching him and how you know maybe limiting his minutes. Because he is only 24, 25. So, I mean, yes, he can play those minutes, but, you know, giving him, giving, putting one on a leash, you know, I think would be better for him throughout a whole season, entire season. Right.
0: But he's been able
1: to chip in offensively as well. So I, I like, I like his game a lot.
0: No, I think he's got tons of potential. Uh, I think he, uh, I, I like him a lot too. But what you might want to do is play him with Tanev. Uh, right. Hannafin's played well with Tanev, but maybe you put Anderson with Tanev because he's such a stable guy that you you put him on there with him and just, just to try it out uh, to see, you know, even if they got to play different sides, I think it's you try with him because Tanev's one of the better defensive defensemen in the NHL right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he might be the best one. If I really had to think about it when it comes to just playing that role, you know, not going to jump up, not taking a risk. The new Mark Mathot of, uh, of the league. But yeah, I'd say Calgary by a hair too. Cause I had Vancouver where they are right now. I had Vancouver finishing uh, next to last. Um, and I kind of talked to Casey about this cause he messaged me before the season and I, you know, we disagreed and I said, we'll see, but you know, you know, Quinn Hughes, it came a big article today. I read, Oh, he's second in the league and he's first in defenseman points. Well, what does it mean? What does it matter? You know, he's one of the worst in plus my in puck possession. He's got terrible numbers plus minus is a stat that's dead to me that's like our parents stat but um it's all those points are for nothing because he's next to last in, in the league in, in their standings it really doesn't matter what, what the points are if, if you're losing they're irrelevant
1: yeah he's got awful defensively and i mean
0: yeah.
1: anyone who watches him knows he's just a liability this year he seems like he's taking more bad penalties than last year mm-hmm. as well good points Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just been rough, I think, for him and uh, the team overall, because, you know, losing Tanev was a major fact that having Tanev and Hughes together worked because, you know, one guy who's all offense and one guy who's all defense. And that just doesn't, you know, taking one piece out of that puzzle
0: just doesn't do the same effect. Right. Yeah. And we got Ottawa at seventh. Again, we can talk about them later in another podcast, but you're a Leaf fan, which, which matchup, excites you the most so Toronto against blank team in this division what which where you like okay I'm tuning into the full 60 tonight no matter what what team is it? I, I think just because it's such an offensive battle I just love
1: watching Edmonton actually no I, I think Edmonton I've seen Montreal a few times now and it's always exciting it's it's usually tight you got the overtime winner game the game that Montreal came back and beat them 2-1 mm-hmm. but Edmonton it's just amazing because I, I just love watching Connor McDavid play he's it's just a highlight reel everywhere he goes, every time he's on the ice, every time he touches a puck. And I know you already went all over this um, on your pod this weekend, but yeah, it's it's unbelievable to watch. So I, I, I tune in for those games all the time, even if they are a little later, because you, you know you're going to watch a treat. Like his goal this year against uh, Freddie Anderson was <laughs> – it's, it's embarrassing to call myself a Leaf fan after watching it, but it's still something to watch. So I, I, I give him a lot of credit. I get a, a question teed up for you after this, but okay. if I don't know if you had some of this. I was just going to say, looking back, so 2018, Conor McDavid signs that deal. Mm-hmm. knowing Maybe knowing not knowing the effect the cap was going to have. Obviously, you can't predict that. Right. And thought probably think it's going to go up. But at the same time, your window to win, is it, it's, it's short. Why yeah. take that much money? Or do you think looking back, do you, take, do you think he takes less money?
0: no i don't because still take 12 i still think this is the, the bigger framework of this shit this how i'll answer it okay i think he took that much money and i think he did it as a service to the league okay. We've seen tom brady take lesser money for such a long period of time and it affected the quarterback market because he was winning super bowls and guys would say well i want to raise and their their teams would say no and in free agency they would you know they the money for quarterbacks and players stayed flat. Okay. Is that great for owners? Absolutely. But as players, you want to make as much money as you can. So I think McDavid taking, say, 10, Um, that would be better for your Leafs, of course, with Matthews and Marner coming up. But I think he helped Matthews. I think he helped Marner. If you think of these deals, he helped these guys get paid. And I think as a superstar of the league, we've seen LeBron forever. He takes the max, and he's not willing to play for a, pay, a play for less than the max. He right. knows his worth. And I think for McDavid, he's still underpaid. You know, he's still fair enough. And I think I just think as a grander scheme of the league, he he took that money, and his cap. It's not killing Edmonton. It's the worst lesser contracts that are kind of subduing them right now. Right.
1: So just retro, retrospectively looking, you just kind of, you got to have, you got to just, if you want to win with that team, with McDavid, Dreisaitl, you just got to have better contracts, better dealings. You just got to yeah. be smart all those. All
0: you look those. at it, one's 12 and a half, one's eight and a half, so that's a little over $20 million, $21 million, right? That's, you know, it's a good chunk of your cap, but you still, you, you got to, as a GM, maybe you have more of a pressure on you to make better deals, make interesting trades, draft and develop and maybe it puts more pressure on your scouts to have like you said younger rookie contracts you look at colorado makar byram as you mentioned you have these younger guys coming through your pipeline then you're you can still make deadline moves and you're not like well we got to spend 50 cents we got 50 cents here on the cap we can't do anything so i just think it's about having better management uh and people making those decisions
1: fair enough good stuff
0: but yeah i mean that's that's basically our our tour through, through the the NHL world tonight, going through all four divisions. I thought that was great. We went through all all four in in great detail, but before we wrap tonight, Shay, what are we going to be starting next Tuesday? What's, what's the show that we'll be covering next?
1: Yeah. So uh, it took some time. uh, If you know, if you made a suggestion, sorry, it's it's just kind of me and Juggy talked about this. It's the best, best for both of us and uh we're gonna go with the hbo sharp objects and it's a darker film Uh, it's about you know uh amy adams who's an a-list actor uh she's not hard to look at Uh, (laughs) she's uh she's kind of a detective or i think a journalist slash detective maybe who has some mental troubles she returns back to her hometown um, and there's you know some 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 things going on there I won't get too far into it because obviously we'll talk about it next week but uh, it's it's you know it's highly touted A.B. Adams I think really brings it um, she's she's by far one of my favorite actors so I'm looking forward to watching her and just see what this spell. this has been on my list for a long time so I'm kind of glad we get to do this podcast but at the same time I'm kind of glad I get to start this to start this
0: No, for sure. Uh, look forward to starting sharper objects and just for everybody. Um, I just came in that Tiger Woods is in surgery. Um, apparently he broke both his legs in the crash. Um, he had to be pulled through the windshield, uh, through the jaws of life, uh, jaws of life, sorry. And there's no evidence of impairment. So that's, that's good. That was my first thought. I'm just going to be honest. I thought it was a single car accident that early in the morning, but um, I yeah, guess it was just bad luck for Tiger. But obviously I can speak for me and you, we wish Eldrick uh, full recovery. And uh, even if he doesn't play golf again, this is about him just being a father and having his life back again. Golf is completely secondary today. So just all the best to Tiger. And uh, you know, the world of golf is in, in a sense of mourning right now. Yeah. Just, terrible day for that it reminded me of kobe bryant it really scared me when i saw
1: it that i thought the first thing i thought of juggy was it's just so similar in the in the sense like it happened so quickly you just read about it you know next thing you know you're i'm scrolling through my phone left right seeing anything i can about it and i mean you're right if he if he never plays again that's one thing but as long as he can recover you know back to his back to at least his health and to play golf again because god knows what else he, he would do without it so
0: Right. No, um, you know, prayers to Tiger. Uh, Everybody, thank you so much for listening to us tonight. We appreciate it. We'll be back next Tuesday to talk about sharper objects. Uh, Until then, take care and we'll talk soon.